Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast, a podcast about Stoke City Football Club. Hey! to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. I'm Tony and before we get started I'm going to do a patented Chris Brammer style quiz. So straight into it then. What do astronaut Michael Collins on the 20th of July 1969, Lukas Zhukowicz stood at the far post yesterday and me all have in common? Anyone? That's right we're all on our own. Um, for various reasons nobody else is here to commiserate with me tonight so apologies in advance if this episode descends into madness at any point. I am rudderless and terrified, much in the mould of our very own Joe Allen. Um, in the next little while, I'll tr- do my best to touch on the events of yesterday without turning to a drink, try and find some kind of positives to cling on to for the future, remind anyone who is considering turning to a drink to go to beer52.com wizards, that's beer52.com wizards, and to try and make it a little less tedious for you, the beloved listener, I'm going to try and illustrate some points by sprinkling in some obscure bits of mostly 90s music to give you a break from my tedious voice. Um, So thank you for being here thus far, and let's see how we get on. I'm thinking of a number between everything and two I'm thinking of a number between everything and two. Okay, so starting with yesterday, uh, regular listeners to this podcast will know that I've been relentlessly cheering Nathan Jones this season to an almost restraining order-inducing level. And even though when the team was announced yesterday, I was doing my best to stay positive in the cold light of day, I can't defend that. I feel let down. Uh, there's been some whispered suggestions that Nathan Jones has been listening to this podcast in recent weeks. Uh, the drop in a Joe Allen, the probably ill-advised attacks on the non-sanctimonious university-type keyboard warriors. So, Nathan, if you are listening, um, can I point you in the direction of an episode entitled Pigeon Shit Diamonds, where Tom expected Kiln's thrower answered the question, how do we fix this? The, the short answer is, um, and it's weird, we don't we don't change anything. <laughs> so at the minute, we're conceding the highest expected goals per shot of anyone in the league. But um, in the Premier League last season, the second highest team who did that were famously awful Pep Guardiola's Man City. The whole idea of our football is that we don't drop into a deep block and just stop the opposition we press high up the pitch we keep the ball and that is our defensive like uh, the, the the pillar of our defensive principles is well they shouldn't have the ball and if they do have the ball well we should take it off them really pissing quickly 
And then I went on to say the same thing, but with less stats and fact-based backup, and on the show Chris agreed that this sounded like a sensible plan. Now, I want to make this absolutely as clear as possible. What no one expressly said at this point, Nathan, is to try out the formation that Stoke fans are far too familiar with, which Gary Rowett made his own in his relentless sprint for the sack. The absolute bluntest, least inspiring setup that it's possible to see the poor man's flat-back nine, the dog-turd bag hanging from a tree on a rainy day formation, the 4-3-3 that's actually a 4-5-1, the trademark worst-of-the-worst rowet ball formation. And lo, we were exactly what everyone was saying we'd, we would be um, when they saw that team announcement, and we had no cutting edge and no exciting fast movement and passing and no real pressing apart from Greggy know anything good at all really and the only reason we did manage our first 45 minutes without conceding in the league this season so far is because Birmingham is shit and the referee had a brief moment of confusion and thought we were late 90s Manchester United and failed to award what was probably should have been two penalties in the same action when Danny Bart did I'm not even sure what he was doing before he headed it directly at their striker from six inches before pulling him down to the ground by the neck and then stamping on his face for good measure. come out for the second half with a change in formation and really attack them then that makes the first half sort of okay as part of a wider game plan but we didn't and then for Jones to come out afterwards with a Pulis classic line of oh we scored too early is just incredible I mean by which I mean it's literally not credible what what have we done to you Nathan we've visited in the night by the ghost of Gary Rowett and fucking Chris Kamara just uh, we're bottom of the league with one point So another pet project of this podcast in recent times has been the accusations that we're sometimes overcritical of the fan base, and although there's certainly been times when that's not the case, Dave tweeted last night that, if anything, our fans have been too good. The key decision makers over the past three or four years have been pathetically negligent, and if it weren't for Coates, there'd have been proper protests long before this, a sickening, utterly avoidable decline which I think nicely reminds me of the absolute state of this football club in recent years. Some of the decisions higher up the chain than the manager have got us to where we are now, it may well be an impossible club to manage. I mean, you look at Netflix era Sunderland and laugh, but we're no better. And what comes next, I absolutely have no idea about it.
when James came in, I really, truly believed we'd done something forward-thinking for the first time in a long while. We were getting a young manager with a system and a pedigree, albeit from a division below, but really someone on the up who had ideas and given time and the tools would be able to build Stoke into a different kind of football club, fitting all the promises he made about exciting football and all the promises Luton team showed us. And while I was calling for a lot of patience at the start of the season because we were a new side with a lot of new faces and it does take time to gel, as I've already covered with Tom's help, um, despite the lack of points, the way we started the season was actually working. We were creating, we were actually enjoyable to watch, even though we weren't winning. I don't think I've ever been so invested in a manager before. And reverting to shit, rudderless, shut-up shop, which never bloody works anyway, Rowett Ball is not the way forward. Like if, if Jones is going to lose his job, what worse way to do it than by abandoning all his principles to lose 2-1 in shit Birmingham to a shit Birmingham side? It, it might be it's too late. The rumours are true and Jones is already a dead man walking at this point. But I still hope there's time for this to turn around and all the things that I hope for would come to pass and they can still happen. But if it's going to work, it needs to happen really very bloody soon and it needs to be by doing things the right way. It might be too late at this point, but please, if you're going to live by the sword, don't die on someone else's shit sword. I did say I was going to do something positive and try and find some positives. I promise I will. Um, I'm not sure this music thing's working out very well either, but I thought it might be a good idea. And what other chance am I going to get to do this indulge myself like this? So stick with me, please. Um, in a second, I'm going to talk about Joe Allen. So a lot's been said about Joe Allen on this platform and indeed the wider media in recent times and bloody hell, even though I tried to defend him a little bit a couple of weeks back, this is getting beyond a joke. This week's open goal miss was, I think, less bad than some of his others and it's one that looks particularly bad in a still photo but the fact is if he hits it first time then even Joe Allen would probably score a goal at this point and I would have won my 50p joke bet that I only did to annoy the more important wizards on the off chance it came good. Um, Liam Lindsay I think not his best game with the ball although he had one quite excellent run that ended with an almost acceptable cross towards the back post and I thought he did some quite good stuff defensively until their 16 year old who was only on because we'd already broken one of their good players hit a tame shot and then Lindsay stretches out a leg and put it in the opposite corner as Adam Ferrici tumbled haplessly away from it and bloody hell um, Tom Ince God what, what, what's he for really another Pretty crap game for me, I think, to be fair. With the exception of Gregory, it goes for all our attacking players yesterday. Whenever we had the ball, there was just no movement ahead of us. The player with the ball has no options. And then even when we kept the ball well, I think we had 60% possession. But it just it makes the player on the ball look particularly bad because he's got no one to pass it to him and he turns round and all that. Um, finish on a positive, Lee Gregory is bloody great. Um, he seemed to think and move at twice the speed of everybody else. The obvious downside of that is that with this system we were attempting yesterday, there wasn't anybody else there. So even though he was doing a good job holding it up, 
there were times where he, he may as well not have bothered. Um, positive, positive, positive. Um. Kevin awakes without his clothes. Found what he's looking for. So, I think £18 million man Kevin Vimmer has gone this week out on loan to Belgium. Uh, if it hasn't been confirmed, then hopefully I'm not jinxing that. Uh, I think mbuler has gone to Italy and Moritz Bauer's gone off to win the Scottish Prem. So hopefully he does well and they buy him. Um, okay, uh, well done for getting this far, but I think probably that's enough for this mini-podcast. Um, if you're still listening at this point, I'd like to formally thank you both. Uh, hopefully some random misery music has cheered you up a tiny bit but if not I should really recommend you sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash wizards of drill I need to also formally apologise to Dave and everyone associated with this podcast for my efforts today but these pods won't cast themselves so I've tried my best Uh, I should also point you in the direction of Dave and my Stoke City Years podcast uh, where we go through every Stoke season from 1888. I think we're up to 1895 at the moment. I've had to subscribe to a British Library newspaper archive and it's eaten all my spare time for ages, so a sympathy listen will be welcome. Uh, but it's, it is quite interesting, and we will eventually get to an era when we were good, so that will be uplifting. Uh, big congratulations and love to very important wizard Chris Brammer and family. He can't be here for happy reasons tonight, so that's nice. And as we're coming up to the international break, I'm looking forward to watching Scotland lose at home to Russia and Belgium. Uh, I'm not sure who England have got. Um, I guess seeing as was only me here, I speak for me when I say I hope we come back after two weeks off back with the courage of our convictions, well-drilled, attacking, diamondy. Nathan Jones, Barmy Army, he winning the next 10 games and we can all look back on this shit weekend and laugh heartily. But anyway, have a lovely week, all of you. Um, I'm not sure if I should say go on Stoke or come on Stoke, but I guess I'll stick with it just in case. Come on Stoke, please. 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 Sorry, Dave.